Welcome to the Dare to Dream podcast, a podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of themselves and who dare to dream big. On each episode, we bring you what's inspiring, helping, and motivating us as we navigate this grand adventure called life. Welcome to episode 23 of the Dare to Dream podcast. We are grateful for you tuning in, grateful for my man Greg. How are we doing? How are we doing, brother? We are doing <laughs> great today. It's Thursday evening. It's been a great week, and we're excited to bring you guys a different special episode this time. Different and special. It's going to be a lot of fun because one of our best friends actually sent in a topic that he wants us to discuss, and it really... I think it just kind of encapsulates like everything that we are focused on on the Dare Dream podcast and just what we're going through in our personal journeys. Like, um, I mean, we'll read the question here, but yeah, we'll get right into it. And it really couldn't have come at a better time because something it was it's it's around something that Vinny and I have both been dealing with lately. And so the topic that he want wanted us to talk about is something that he calls a life ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And how he defines a life ultimatum is a demand we put on ourselves to be a certain person or have specific things like a family or a house at a defined time in your life. Say when you turn 30, you need to have this and this and this. And he differentiates life ultimatum from a goal by saying that an ultimatum feels like it's something that's being imposed onto you by some external force whether it's friends or family, society, and a goal is a conscious decision to achieve something. And a goal has a more positive connotation. And he believes that we do in fact have control over these life ultimatums and that it's an illusion that we do not. And so I think where we want to take this in the beginning is just exploring this concept of these life ultimatums, these external pressures that we put on ourselves to be in a certain place, in a certain time, to have a certain car, or job title, or have a family at a certain age, just because other people do. Exactly. And Vinny, where is a where is a life ultimatum showing up for you? Yeah, I mean, so basically, like what caught my attention there um, is what you said. Like we put pressure on ourselves to get these things at certain times, but like there's so much that it's societal pressures. You know, it's like. We are expected to do these things and be a certain way and achieve, um, you know, these items on our to-do list of life by certain times. But we don't, maybe, I mean, some of us do, but we don't question enough um, why we're actually striving for these things and what they mean to us personally and if they even matter. Like, what I'm just realizing and what's been really my, you know, my my goal and for the last couple of years, just since graduating from college, you know, you graduate and you're kind of just thrown into the open ocean. And it's like, well, all right, where do I even start swimming? Like, what do I want to do with my life? Um, like, so I studied journalism and I learned basically in journalism that I didn't like journalism. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I like, you telling me that. Yeah, like four years. I was like, okay, definitely don't want to get into news reporting, <laughs> like work for a, like a big media company or anything. Um, cause I just wasn't really writing about like things that really fire me up. And so I was just like, after college, I just didn't know really which way to turn. And so that's when I started just writing about that experience. And I'm so beyond grateful. Like it, it's still, it's surreal that writing is something that I feel is my genuine passion and my love. And, uh, just because like, I mean, there's many reasons, but just cause it helps me to 
decipher like exactly what we're talking about like are these societal pressures what i actually want to do with my life like have a stable career and um, have a house by the time i'm 30 and like do i want these things like what do i actually want to do with my life what do i even want to do today is it is it making me the type of person that you know that i want to be um so basically back to your question of where it is showing up in my life um maybe just you know for the last like few years out of college i was looking for a job because obviously that's that's what you do it's like the first step after school and or during school as well but i was like where what career could i even get into if i felt like i, I didn't love journalism um so where do i even begin i was kind of just trying different things and realizing that like basically discovering what i don't like which is very helpful like, yeah. that's a great place to start um i realized i don't love sales you know it's just not really my I'm not passionate about it and obviously it's it's a great skill and you know if you're good at it and you love it go for it but just didn't didn't align with me personally um and then you know pandemic happened and i and like so fortunate that i kind of realized that this is a great opportunity to actually give writing where like i i was kind of on the borderline at that point of like it, do i really want to go fully into this and i'm like yes all right this is the time to do it when else, you know, the world is like, nothing makes sense anymore, mm. as if it did before. But like, you know, at least we had like a, some stepping stones just of, but I mean, this, this gets back to the stepping stones are what society deems, you know, important and the next steps you're supposed to take. So pandemic was like, all right, if the, the door is blown, blown wide open, let's, uh, let's do what actually might make me happy. And like, what is going to fulfill me? So I just think, you know, I've like, I was writing about today that I feel for the first time, like my mid twenties that I'm confidently moving in a direction that I'm like proud of and I'm truly excited about. And like when I could, when I wake up every day and I'm excited to continue working on like a project or just write about what I'm experiencing, then I know I'm at least in something right. And so grateful for that. And you know, I think today we're going to be deciphering how to help others find that same thing. Absolutely. Wake, <laughs> waking up and being excited about what you're doing is just such a game changer. I experienced, I am experiencing that for the first time since college, since I really graduated and was figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, there's something, there's a question in there that I'm trying to figure out how to phrase, but essentially you went through journalism and you didn't like it and but then you almost used that background, that writing background, to figure out what you really were passionate about, which is writing about things that excite you. And I had a similar experience, not with what I studied, but I spent like three, probably the three years after college, like aggressively looking for my purpose and trying to figure out what I was so passionate about. And I was reading every book I could get my hands on. I was listening to every podcast I could possibly find doing all of this personal development work to find out what I was passionate about. And then I realized that what I was passionate about was personal development. Mm. So it's like almost the thing that I loved was right there in front of me the whole time. And that's kind of what I'm seeing with you for journalism, but it just wasn't oriented the right way. Like there was something off about it and you just had to have a little shift and then it kind of fell into place. hundred percent. And like, that's it. It's like it, it's surreal to me, like how 
it 100% I believe it all happened for a reason. Like I didn't even study journalism. I didn't write one like article or anything in high school. I said, oh, I'll study journalism for four years. Why not? Yeah. And then like it, you know, I, I definitely learned how to write decently well, I think. Decently good. I, I'd say so. <laughs> and uh, I mean, so that's just, I believe like everything does happen for a reason. And there is something to be learned in every step of the journey. And so like, yeah, it is maybe just kind of changing your perspective of what you're going through like what what was it for you that like what was the what was the straw that kind of pushed you over and made you realize that like wait I just I don't love like striving to find what I'm passionate about like the actual growth process is what I'm passionate about it's a great question I think I just got to the point where I had exhausted every other avenue <laughs> that I was looking for and I just really I, I think it actually came now now I'm remembering it was more of just when I sat down and looked at where do I enjoy spending my time and where do I feel, where do I come alive? Mm -hmm. Like when are the times when I just almost act like someone else because I'm so excited, like my voice gets excited, I just can't wait to tell someone about it. And I was like, oh, it's when I'm learning about something new, this new like super weird experiment habit that I'm gonna implement or it's like when I'm on my, my routine and everything's structured and I'm like doing really well getting 1% better every day. Mm. It's just that like personal growth. Um, there's so many times I go throughout the day and I just feel like I have new exciting things to tell people and I can't even think about what they are. But it's just because <laughs> like I'm constantly learning and trying to improve myself and evolve into like the next version of me. Mm -hmm. And just that whole process. Like I think it was really also when people started asking me for like tips on you know, what should I do to wake up earlier? How can I go to bed earlier? How, like, how do I start meditating? Like stuff like that. I think it was really when I started becoming a guide or someone that people would ask advice of that I was like, it started feeling really right. Mm -hmm. And just that, that role of being able to be there for someone who's trying to make an improvement and just share whatever I know is just such a cool feeling. Yeah, man. You, it's amazing. Like, so lucky to have you as a friend to be able to go to you for these kind of things but like the coolest thing is it's, it's like we're experiencing this this growth together like last week we both it's it's just like we're in sync with these uh just experiences i mean Completely. we're together almost every day but that's besides the point uh it's like we both so i guess we could kind of jump into this side topic but we both kind of felt over overwhelmed last week like we started this new mental discomfort thing that has us kind of just changing up our lifestyle and we uh, had a lot on the plate and we both had just like these mini um, just kind of not breakdowns but just breakthroughs. Had to, had to breakthroughs yes great way to look at it because it was breakthrough for sure of all right I'm clearly taking on too much and I'm you know trying to just do too much right now and now is the time to pull back I think that's a that's a life ultimatum that I was experiencing last week and I had to shift my paradigm is the ultimatum was I need to start multiple companies at once, I need to scale, I need to monetize, <laughs> I need to optimize, I need Big to do words. all these things. Yeah. Just throwing business business buzzwords left and right. Yeah. Um yeah, it was like I felt like, you know, I needed to be the next twenty I almost said I'm twenty four, I'm twenty six. The next 26 year old like oh, dude. young CEO entrepreneur all right 
if I may, sorry to interrupt, but Please, this, get this quote just absolutely nails this. Come on in. Um, so I wrote an article um, about a month ago called Find What Makes You Come Alive Before Thinking About Success. And so Jay Shetty is like one of my greatest inspirations. He's just a you know, legend. His, his, um, his book, Think Like a Monk. I think we've talked about it once or twice. <laughs> once or twice. Because <laughs> we are aspiring monks. But he, um, he has this one quote from the book that goes like this. One of our biggest challenges in today's world is the pressure to perform big right now. Many of us feel that if we haven't found our calling and risen to the top of our fields in our 20s, we failed. Putting all of this pressure on people to achieve early is not only stressful, it could actually hinder success. According to Forbes magazine publisher, Rich Carl Gard, in his book, Late Bloomers, the majority of us don't hit our stride so, quite so early on. But society's focus on academic testing, getting into the right colleges, and developing and selling an app for millions before you even get a degree. Yes, that, that speaks exactly to what I was talking about. And I just want to applaud you on interrupting me to read your article. <laughs> that's, so it's stop, stop talking. Uh, I'm going to read my article. I'm going to read word something word. I read. <laughs> No, that's fantastic. I love that quote. I've, you've definitely told me that before. It's, it, it, it's an ultimatum. It's this pressure. And what our buddy was really wondering is where does this pressure come from? And that brings up a point that I want to talk about. It's, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my own writing. I wrote this article a while ago. It was more of a concept. It's actually what I wanted to name the podcast is Disassembly Greg Required. Benedict. <laughs> the Greg the podcast. Benedict podcast. Um, it's this concept I thought of called Disassembly Required. I feel like we go through, so first of all, like we're raised by our parents and they do a phenomenal job most of the time. And at least we came from we great, great families. Um, but you're, you're put together by your parents and society and your friends at school and then at college and like each each year goes by and like another piece of you is installed and I think when you graduate college it's really a time to take yourself apart and ask yourself do I want these things is this thing that I supposedly want actually important to me and really look inside because maybe somewhere along the way some part of you was installed backwards or upside down by somebody else or by somebody else which is most, mostly. Yeah, and so you really need to take yourself apart. You need to disassemble yourself to figure out what it is that you truly want because if you don't, I think that's where we see all of these external pressures coming from. It's the random want for to drive a BMW even if you don't care about cars. Or it's, the, like you said, you need to have a house by 30. And that was actually one I was thinking about the other day. Like I am very far away from buying a house and I'm super happy about that. For me, taking a mortgage and like settling in one spot for an extended period of time is my worst nightmare right now. Like I'm really enjoying this freedom to live where I want to live and just have the potential at least to pick up and move if I want to. Oh yeah, I, I think you know my stance on that at the moment. I'm trying to move around as, you know, just experiencing the world. That's like what I want to do more than anything right now obsessed with learning and you know growing by new experiences and yeah man i think just like i love i love the idea the assembly required i think we could have gone with that um but i think it just sounded a little too engineer focused yeah but definitely. anyways 
Dude. I'm not bitter about it. Yeah. <laughs> Only a little bit. Cry every night. Um, but yeah, it's like many, like we're, first of all, just call, like starting with college is we're forced to decide on the major when we were high schoolers and we have no idea what we want to do with our lives. Insane. And then like at school, like Cal Poly, which is a phenomenal, like such an amazing experience, but they just made it impossible to switch majors. And I'm grateful for that because it made me stick with journalism, but you should be able to like explore just what interests you. And I get, you can do that with classes, but like you are put into a system that makes you become a cog in a machine. That's what you're training to do. And how can we just become more, instead of like, you know, remember it, like being forced to remember things just to pass a test, just to get a good job, just to start a family. It's like, wait, do I even want any of this right now? Maybe not. And just how can we become more curiosity driven where we follow, you know, our curiosity and we follow experiences and actually learn how to be able to think for ourselves and when we leave school and enter society. That's when the real learning started for me. Was, yeah. I mean, like, I was going to say academically, but I think just life as well, obviously, we learn different things in, in college and I think the best part about college was just learning how to make friends and like be a part of a society, like a age group of, you know, I guess slightly diverse people at Cal Poly, but, um, just learn how to, you know, mingle and mm -hmm. like figure out what kind of person you are or even just start doing that. Um, so I wanted to read a quote by, Yuval, Hope, uh, <laughs> Yuval Noah Harari, one of my favorite authors, um, some of his books, Sapiens, Homo Deus, and 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. And they just basically decipher humankind since the very beginning and where, you know, all of meaning comes from, which is like really what the topic is today. So he says, each and every one of us has been born into a given historical reality ruled by particular norms and values, and managed by a unique economic and political system. We take this reality for granted, thinking it is natural, inevitable, and immutable. immutable. <laughs> we forget that our world was created by an accidental chain of events, that history shaped not only our technology, politicals, and society, but also our thoughts, fears, and dreams. Cold hand of the past emerges from the grave of our ancestors, grips us by the, by the neck, and directs our gaze forward to a single future towards a single future. We have felt that grip from the moment we were born, so we assume that it is a natural and inescapable part of who we are. That was actually not the exact quote that I want to read. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely fits in. This is the quote. Meaning is created when, <laughs> when many people weave, weave together a common network of stories. Why does, one, why does a particular action, such as getting married in church, Fasting on Ramadan or voting on election day seem meaningful to me because my parents also think it is meaningful as do my brothers, my neighbors, people in nearby cities, and even the residents of far off countries. People constantly enforce each other's beliefs in a self-perpetuating loop. Each round of mutual confirmation tightens the web of meaning further until you have little choice but to believe what everybody else believes. Yet over decades and centuries, the web of meaning unravels and a new web is spun in its place. To study history means to watch the spinning and unraveling of these webs. To realize that what seems to people in one age the most important thing in life becomes utterly meaningless to their descendants. So I think that one just you know speaks to we've had these institutions and kind of established 
webs of meaning. You go to school to get a degree, to get a job, just kind of instilled in us. And they're, in a sense, you know, antiquated, like, you know, 20th century ideas of becoming part of the system that um, contributes to society, which obviously is important, but I think you get what I'm saying there. Yeah, and I mean, I think about this a lot because I really like reading books about World War II. It makes sense to me why that was the way things were. Like, you go fight in World War One or World War Two, you come back and you can sit inside in a corporation, have a safe, secure job, make enough money to feed your family, have some nice things, live a nice, peaceful life. Mm-hmm. That sounds ideal. Like, we are just in such a different time period that, I mean, we've never seen. This is like the longest amount of world peace ever. And a lot of people label millennials as ungrateful and that they're not appreciating how good we have it. But I'm kind of seeing it from the lens of it's been, we have this opportunity here for the first time in human history. We're not killing each other by the millions and things are pretty good. And so let's see how great we can make things. We have this, this opportunity to pursue more than just the, pursue more than just filling those like two bottom tiers on the hierarchy of needs. Exactly. We can we can aim more towards the top of self-actualization and finding what it really means to be the best version of yourself and help others and do all of those things. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's a privilege to, uh, first of all, you know, we have to appreciate exactly what you're saying. We have to appreciate that we can just be able to not think about war, plague, or famine. That, like that's in Homodeus, it just talks about this is the first time in history, like you were just saying, that we haven't had to worry about those things. And now we could, like, what are we going to focus on next? Actually be, becoming happy. And it's almost a luxury. What well, is a luxury? We have time to think about what can I actually do to be happy instead of just trying to feed ourselves one more day in, you know, first world countries and developed parts of the world. And so first of all, realize what a privilege that is. Obviously, like, but, you know, I just, like, thank the universe that I have a roof over my head every night like before I go to bed I'm just thank I'm lying in a bed mm. that is just such a blessing I have a roof over my head I could get anything I want for dinner <laughs> it is an incredible time to be the best time to be alive in all of human history but it doesn't mean we can't start thinking about what is actually going to make me happy instead of just playing by an ancient playbook so yeah I think you know yeah, start thinking about what it kind of means to us to, what I've been trying to do is just kind of incorporating both those aspects aspects of my life by taking like the pressure off as best as I can, which is not, not easy mm-hmm. <laughs> of like trying to constantly like, okay, you have this um, opportunity, like, you, like don't waste it. Yeah. But also being like, it's okay to just relax and kind of just take your foot off the pedal and just kind of be and because it is a blessing just to be able to not think about war and not like I have to sign up for a draft and have food and appreciate that. You know, that's an amazing part of life. And but also realizing that without something to strive towards that really comes from within, it kind of starts just drifting and, be, and life can get aimless that way. 
Yeah, and I think so. That was one of the other questions that our our buddy raised is what is the appropriate amount of pressure to put on yourself to achieve things, and this was from the podcast you sent me with uh, Chris Williams and Jordan Peterson is put a lot of pressure on yourself and see what you are capable of, see how much of a load you can bear, and then you'll reach a point where you overwhelm yourself. The wheels fall off a little bit. You have a mini breakdown. You need the breakdown to break through and you'll realize, okay, that was too much. I need to reel it back a little bit. Let's reevaluate. I'm only going to do these things now. And then you move forward again and you try it again, maybe in a slightly different way. And it's a constant, at least for me, it's a constant, like take on things, take on things, take on things, kind of implode, break down, <laughs> learn, and then try it again. But I always start from a new higher spot or like a I feel like my foundation gets more sturdy every time. Every time I have a breakdown, it's it's lovely. Definitely. No, yeah. I mean, we like every every weekend if like we diverge, like I you know, we're just doing different things. And we come back on Monday like, oh man, like broke down over the weekend and we talk about it. It's like the and so that week was clearly we both took on a lot, just like personal stuff. And then the next week, like this week, I was having a great week because I learned what was a little bit too much and learn to pull back and kind of get back to my roots. My roots being just what I've discovered that I truly love to do in the last couple of years. Yeah, and what's so interesting too is it's not even huge lifestyle changes you need to make. Sometimes you just need to shift your expectations. That's what it was for me. My week this week looks pretty identical to my week last week, but this week has been awesome and last week sucked because this week, over the weekend in between them, I, I, I turned down the dial a lot on mm -hmm. certain things. I realized that given everything I'm doing with the nonprofit, we're not like, I'm not going to be able to devote lots, many hours to this podcast mm -hmm. every week. We're not going to have the time to market and scale like we, like we want to eventually. Um, there's a couple other areas of my life that I just, I, it was almost subconscious. I like had this expectation that I needed to be spending five hours on this and five hours on that and just confronting those and just like really shining a light and being like, okay, why do I think this? Is this reasonable? No. Okay. We're going to get rid of that. And that helped me so much. And I think that's kind of the way that we can battle or disable these life ultimatums is you have to be willing to confront them and really just approach them head on and shine a light into why do I feel this way? What is making me feel this way? Where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. And then you'll realize that it's either antiquated opinions from other people or from an old time in your life. And it's probably not serving you anymore. And then it's really like cleaning it out, clearing it out, getting it out of there. 100%. So yeah, I think for me, honestly, a big um, just kind of realization and not a wake up call, but just something that encouraged me and was continues to encourage me is just realizing that everything we're doing we're playing the the infinite game here and it's like so last week we, we both had this kind of got overwhelmed with everything we we're doing because i like you had all these ideas like i need to you know do this and this and this for the business i was like all right i need to like blow up my <laughs> my uh like Con I just need to start pumping out content. Pump it out. We need to scale. I need to scale this thing. I need to be the next billionaire in my 20s. Um, 
so I was like, just putting this pressure on myself to just do too much. And just, I got overwhelmed with like the different social media outlets, which is like, like posting on the different ones. And I was like, all right. So after the, after the weekend realized it's like playing the infinite game, I'm not gonna, it's like you were saying on, I think last week's podcast is there's no such thing. I don't know if you said this, but there's no such thing as an overnight success. It's an overnight success is when somebody finally is discovered after doing the work for 10 years and then somebody, you know, stumbles upon the work that they actually enjoy doing. That sounds really wise. So I (laughs) I think I must've said it. Yes. It's a wise soul, but this is an infinite game and to not burn out. And like you're saying from the Jordan Peterson, what he's talking about in the podcast, it's so you, you create that, that threshold where it's like, I, I, this is how much I think I could take on. And you know, you test it out. So that's what I did last week. And I, like, even over the weekend, I just didn't have a second. And I'm like, okay, I'm not happy doing this. And like, I'm not enjoying what I previously enjoyed. So I'm gonna take a step back, reassess. And so it's kind of like a sound bar where it's like the sound is like pushing into the red zone. Yeah. And that's like, okay, let's bring it down a little bit back into the green, just, you know, tip of the green. And realizing that if I'm gonna do this, sustainably for the rest of my life anything anything it is your career a relationship something that makes you happy it's you don't have to do it all in one day but consistency over the long term is much more much more important and effective than just trying to do too much at once and when i realized that it's like i just have to do a little bit every day and like make sure it's making it's continuing to make me happy and just take the pressure off yourself, I think is the biggest thing. And that changed everything for me. Like, I I need to have the time to do nothing. And because when I'm doing nothing, it's like I'm recharging. Like, you know, just taking a walk and not having to think about things and not having to rush back. And, you know, it's, you need that time to think. And that's like, that means getting away from the noise and things that are distracting. It's like, you need time to actually think about what it is you want to do, how, how things are kind of affecting you, and ask yourself these kind of questions. Yeah, and time to think and time to play. It's very easy for me to budget my week or schedule my week back to back to back to back with things. And then when I do have downtime, I'll throw headphones in and I'll listen to a podcast or I'll do something. I'll make a call that I needed to call my friends or someone. Um, but you need that quiet time that unstructured time to play and just do nothing i mean that's literally how our brain and our motor capabilities develop as kids like unstructured free unsupervised play is so essential to us as humans Uh, it's how our brain develops it's how we develop a risk tolerance to okay what is what is too high to climb in this tree Mm -hmm. like spatial awareness all of that is developed from play and you don't just stop that when you get older. I mean, most people do. And I'm, I've fallen into this category so many times, but it's often in those moments where you're just sitting quietly or on a walk or doing something where you have those big ideas. And you hear it, you know, you hear those inspirational ideas always come in the shower, that kind of thing. But um, it's so true. You, ha- you have to make time for that. And that is for sure something I struggle with. What have been so because from my perspective looking outside looking in I feel like you are better at that than I am 
So what would your advice to me be <laughs> how to do that better? <laughs> I've wanted to ask this for a long time. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. I don't know if I appreciate, you know, it's a compliment because I think you, you know, we're on the same page with that, but I do appreciate it. And I think it's like, I've had this realization that it's something that I've been just thinking about a lot is the more I'm realizing what really makes me happy is the more I'm like getting in touch with my inner kid. Mm. And that has been like a huge, just weight off my shoulders. Because I think there's a big difference between like maturing and forgetting what it means to be a kid. You know what I mean? It's like that quote you're talking about earlier, Maya Angelou. It's like we grow up and that doesn't mean you're maturing. First of all, like growing up doesn't mean you're maturing. And also, remembering who you were as a kid and getting in touch with your inner kid does not mean you're immature. And I think that's a huge difference. Like maturity is taking responsibility, treating people with respect, and yeah, learning how to kind of think for yourself. And I think it all comes down to respect and kind of treating people, learning how to treat people. But getting in touch with the inner kid means remembering what it means to play, you know? So back to your question, um, what do I do to foster that kind of inner kid? Honestly, like writing is a great way to for me to do that. Like last week, I think I kind of got overwhelmed because I was writing stuff that it's like about building my personal brand. I wrote a story about that. And then like I kind of said a, a big story about who I am, which is like definitely enjoyable. Um, just, but, you know, it takes a lot of introspection and work, I guess. But I just love the kind of stories where like I just write about going outside, like going on a hike or like what I discovered and getting back in touch with nature. Mm. And that has been such an important thing for me since there's like the last couple of years that I, you know, maybe I think it wasn't that's always been a part of my life, but like I just, not that I didn't accept it, but I've just overly accepted it at this point. Like it's all I, it's just given me the greatest inspiration and like um, just freedom and creativity. It's like just constantly being inspired by nature. But I think it's getting in touch with like your inner kid is thinking about like what, like you were saying earlier, what kind of makes you come alive like that you're talking about and you don't really, you kind of just lose track of time and what makes you just joyful and happy and are you creating enough space to realizing what that is and sometimes I don't know we get too caught up in our, our structures and um, having to feel this I know it's more maybe difficult with you but you feel like you are your best version of yourself when you're like strictly to your structure and you got your whole routine but maybe it is worth trying to break that every once in a while and just trying new things and seeing how you do, you know, react to it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's just thinking about what is it, am I doing the kind of things that I'm doing because it's what I'm supposed to be doing as in, am I doing these things because like I'm, it's what this web of meaning that's been spun that's told me this is the right thing to do. But like, I feel like there's like a an hourglass. It's like we all feel like they were just watching. It's like, all right, I have to have a house by this time or else like I'm not successful. Mm -hmm. It's like, what 
what does that mean to you? Why is a house important to you? Why is a relationship important to you? Why is a job important to you? Like, really think about that. Think about think about it hard. Yeah, long and <laughs> think hard. Think about it long and hard. Just it's so it's so true. It's like what is the point? What are you what are you actually aiming at? So are you starting the company? I mean, almost I think everything boils down to we're aiming at we want to be happy and joyful and feel significant, find love. Um, and it just that reminds me of a Jordan Peterson quote that it's better to journey happily. It may be better to have journey. It may be better to journey happily than to arrive successfully, because if you aren't happy along the way, maybe you get to that that end success point and you just look around and you don't even like what you see, and that's that's what I'm grappling with is what is the correct level of current enjoyment and current fun and what is the correct level of sacrificing the the present moment for a better future yeah i think it's maybe a way to approach it is like figuring out and this is a this is a jordan peterson idea but having something to aim at because mm-hmm. without anything to aim at you're just firing aimlessly and something like if you don't know what it is for you just i get try different things and see what kind of it's like okay i might i might like this a little bit i'm like keep it going for a bit but if i don't like it i get it's tough to grapple with because it's like am i if i don't like it does that mean i should just give it up does that mean it doesn't fit with me or like will i learn to like it so it's it's really being aware of your own thoughts like surrounding these things and being aware of what you want that that kind of put something together for me in my own mind of i think a lot of these life ultimatums will fall away and be less important if you figure out what it is you're actually aiming at. Yeah. Because say the only say what you want to aim at is financial independence or financial freedom. So many things are going to fall away like having to drive a really nice car or having to wear a certain type of clothes because all that you care about is probably cutting expenses, increasing your income, saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe going out to fancy restaurants falls away because you're just, again, trying to save money and like retire early. And so depending on where you aim at, what you're aiming at and where you want to go, that's really what you can figure out what's important to you. And then all of those other expectations that are just kind of the general successful people things will probably not mean as much to you. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. That reminds me of, I mean, just how to find that, that thing to aim at. Um, when I was a real estate agent, um, a couple years ago, I saw watched a video from Tom Ferry, who's like the, the best, not the best, the most famous real estate coach in the country. And he was, sent, he was asking that the same things, like what can I do to, well, this is kind of different. He was saying, what can I do to be successful right now? He's a young man and he, he asked his mentor that. And he came back and said, instead of asking, what can I do to be successful right now? Ask, what can I do to be the kind of person worthy of that success? I think that changed my whole perspective of, that just blew my mind. It's like, what does, first of all, you have to realize or even start to understand what success means to you. And it 
just kind of reshaped everything for me because instead of striving for like these material things, money, power, you know, kind of generic terms, but it's like, what kind of person do I actually want to become in the future? And that is something to aim at for sure. If you're aiming at that, you're gonna figure it out. If you're aiming at, I want to be a, a noble person who treats others with respect no matter who they are, how can I work on that every single day? If I want to help people heal and just bring light into people's life, that's what I'm going to aim at. And I'm going to work at that every day. No matter what happens, that's going to be my goal. And you'll try different jobs and, I mean, see what works for you. But how do you become the type of person that is even worthy of success? Because I've met a lot of extremely wealthy people who are not happy. Yeah. Like I've, it's been like such a learning experience in my life. I'm so grateful for that, that I've seen like money does not equal happiness. When I realized that, it kind of changed everything for me. Because now it's like, you know, I'm not making practically any money from writing, more than I was before, but it's like, I don't care at this point. I'm making enough to survive. And it's yeah. like, I'm actually doing something that I feel happy about and that I feel like I'm contributing. It's like, who I am and just developing who I am. And I think that's like what our young lives are for. Yeah, oh, there's two things I wanna to say to that. The first is Gary Keller, who started Keller Williams, billion dollar real estate company. He says, don't chase money and success. Figure out who you are and be that. Then money and success will chase you. And exactly to what you're saying is just focusing on you as a person, your character. And then I'm also, I'm reading the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, which is just kind of like such a foundational book for personal growth. And he talks about how there's two different ethics going on. And so he did about, he did research on the last 200 years of personal development, personal growth literature. And he found that the first 150 years were really solid. This is the kind of stuff that like Benjamin Franklin was talking about and writing in his journal about focusing on your character and your morals and your values and becoming just a very solid human. And that's how you become successful. And then once you master your emotions and your patience and your compassion, all that, then everything else just kind of falls into place. Um, but what he found is in the last 50 years, there's been a huge shift to what he calls the personality ethic. So the first 150 years was the character ethic. And now it's the personality ethic. And now, a lot of the personal development content is all about the quick fix, how to get rich fast, how to level up without doing any of the work. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to see because reading this has kind of made me shift how I viewed some of the personal development stuff that I, I liked previously. Now I'm seeing that it's really all about the shortcut and how to do this in three simple steps. Like we've, we've made jokes oh, about yeah. that before. I can't stand that though. But I really think that could be the best answer of how to deal with these life ultimatums. How to deal with anything really yeah. is just focus on you and your character and don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> but be kind to yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. 100%. And give yourself time to play. Give yourself some downtime. Now I'm just talking to myself. This is what <laughs> I need to do. But I really like what you were saying is focus on being the best version of yourself 
first mm-hmm. and everything else will follow yeah man definitely like it's if you're striving for anything like that's got to be it like how are we supposed to know you know what what life-changing thing we're gonna create or how are we gonna know like what business we're gonna create or uh anything how are we supposed to know what we're gonna do with our life until we even know who we are like what actually how we can just change the world by being us by simple acts of courage and individuality every day of just being yourself and enjoying life and i was yeah i wanted to mention earlier just taking the pressure off yourself that's how i remain joyful like it always comes back to that for me Mm. it's like nobody's putting this pressure on me but me take the pressure off that society your parents like if you're fending for yourself and doing whatever you have to do like there's there should be no pressure you know much easier said than done but like that is something to definitely strive for is realizing that the only thing that really matters is how you're connecting with people how you're connecting with yourself and first you have to connect with yourself before you can actually you know have good relationships with people and then life just becomes fun and it honestly is it's all it's part of the journey of growth it's like it can be damn fun and it is yeah like, i'm really seeing that i know you are too just discovering and learning and growing it's like it is a joyful journey if you allow it to be there's no downside too. like the worst thing that happens if you're focusing on improving your character is that you become a kinder nicer <laughs> more patient genuine person who people like to be around like I, I really don't think there's a downside to cultivating your character mm-hmm. and just focusing on what you can control in the present mm-hmm. yeah so getting clear on you know what type of person you want to be like that there's actionable steps that you could take there of how can I do this every single day where I'm gonna get to know myself better and how do I want to be received in the world I think a good place to maybe end it would just be the the five questions that Tom Ferry comes away with from his mentor Um, just questions to ask yourself of how to become how to become the type of person who is worthy of success so the first question what is my purpose so write this down and just ponder it often if you just ask yourself what is my purpose your mind will start presenting answers what are my innate talents that I can build upon? You know, it's not exactly what does society expect of me, but what are my innate talents? And that gets back to what did you enjoy when you were a kid before society started pushing down these other things you're supposed to do, down your throat. <laughs> what are my values? What are my values? In five, 10, 20 years, how is the world experiencing me? This was a big one for me because it's not like what am I giving to the world? It's how is a stranger walking down the street experiencing me? When they see me, what do they see? Am I somebody who brings them peace just by walking down the street? Am I kind of healing, helping heal the world? How is the world experiencing me? Who would I be if I was already there? Ooh, yes. that's big. That's big. And one thing that the the values question sparked that I just want to say because. The first question, what is my purpose? That can be intimidating and daunting for sure. I grappled with that one for a long time. But for the values one, 
This is actually, uh, this is really cool. This is an exercise that we have our students at Epoch Academy go through. It's a values exercise. And we have them choose their, their top 10 values and then they narrow it down to five. And so you get your five values. Maybe it's courage, honesty, compassion, et cetera, et cetera. And then you just write down what is one action that you can take tomorrow to live in alignment with that value. So if it's honesty, you could write down, okay, tomorrow I'm not gonna tell any lies. Like I'm not gonna tell any white lies, I'm not gonna tell any half-truths. Just that's like a really easy way to start living in alignment with your values and to start taking action to mm -hmm. become more genuine. Yeah, definitely. I think we whittled it down a bit to <laughs> become the type of person want to be in the future he's even worthy of success and whatever success is to you just that's i think the type of person you want to be and that's that's what it's all about like you know for you people the same age as us you know 20s 30s take that flip the hourglass back over because there's time you know you have time to just sit and think Next week. <laughs>